What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Shoot dang. Happy day after Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this on the day that I drop it. Friday. Hope you had a wonderful, wonderful time with your family. To all those of you that are listening that are American. If you're not American, then you don't know what I'm talking about. Although I do have a bunch of friends up in Canada, and they had their Thanksgiving in October, which I actually didn't know about until I asked them recently. <laughs> uh, but anyways, if you are American, I hope you spent it with loved ones, stuffing your face full of all the good things that you love about Thanksgiving. Uh I was chatting most recently with my beloved cousin, Jason, who was on the podcast uh, in a previous episode, and a really good one. Uh, You definitely would recommend going back and listening to that one, Jason King. He is two months uh, my junior. He just had a birthday. Happy birthday to him. But I was chatting with him, and, uh, you know, we we don't catch up. We don't catch up often enough, but when we do, it's always quality. He's such such a good dude. And we were talking about it. So interesting. He and I were best friends in third grade, fourth grade. Uh, we were in the same class together. We were, like, joined at the hip. We were best friends, right? What ended up dissolving a relationship that we've come back to, to finally, like, you know, reconcile and nurture after college was, you know, there was a falling out between his dad and my dad, the, you know, my uncle and my dad who were brothers. And, uh, you know, the, the more work we've done over the, the years, the more we've come to realize that, like, man, we were, we were thick as thieves. We were tight, tight bros, you know, back in the day before the dysfunction of our extended family caught up with us, right? And in those formative years, man, did that impact all of us, siblings, cousins, uh, you know, and and (laughs) shape us to this day. And so it's so interesting because he and I have uh, so much, so much similar um, experiences of things and yet also just very different viewpoints on various other things, which I, I think is just, it's actually so refreshing um, because it's just easy for any of us to kind of get (sighs) stuck or just very attached to a certain version or a story of our childhood or that sort of thing. So it's fun to to hear his perspectives and hear things that he hears from his parents. And, you know, I, I love my aunt and uncle very much. I you know, don't see them as much as, I, well, I could say that about all my aunts and uncles for that matter, and, and a lot of my siblings for that matter. I don't get to see any of them as much as I'd like to. Um, and and yet, as we're talking about 
just the whole process of, of healing and working through trauma, generational trauma. And he and I both talk about we've just we've had this kind of underlying sense of shame about ourselves. And uh, and I told him how more recently in this inner child workshop, healing your inner child workshop that I was doing a month and a half ago, which was very intense um, in a good way, though, and spent a lot of the weekend in my room <laughs> in the dark uh, doing various processes where I was connecting with my younger self and not things that I would – it's not that I have a resistance to that, but I would never know necessarily how to go about facilitating that type of uh, experience yet, although I can definitely see having now experienced, I'm like, oh, I could, I could do that. I could help someone with that. And so having said it, uh, a lot of that was going back to, you know, my eight-year-old self, my 12-year-old self, my 10-year-old self. And when I, when I was telling him this in an earlier conversation um, on Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving here, I was talking about how, like, when I think about my, and I really went back and I connected with that younger version of myself, there wasn't any shame there. He's like, yeah, me too. I was like, the shame came on, like, I don't know. It doesn't really matter, actually, when it came on, but, like, 11, 12, 13. And, it, and, and neither one of us could pinpoint, like, oh, yeah, that's when the shame started. But what, what the reality is is that, uh, as I was talking to my coach, Christine, um, months ago, you know, I think I inherited, uh, in many regards, some of the shame that I think my father inherited probably from his father <laughs> and my grandfather inherited from his father. I think, you know, again, when you kind of look back on it, there's a history of alcoholism and substance abuse. And, uh, as I think there is probably in a lot of our families, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of our families probably just came from really, really rough times. And uh, it makes me think of a conversation I was actually having with my roommate the other day, too. And he's like, dude, we're talking about having kids. And, you know, he's he's not sure if he wants to have kids. I've always wanted to have kids. And, and you know, he's like, yeah, but would you want to bring kids into this type of, you know, environment in the world and everything? And I was like, 100%. I'm not bringing kids into this. I'm not wanting to bring kids into this world because of <laughs> the current day environment. I'm wanting to bring kids into the world because I just feel like it's written on my soul and it's something that I would love to do and if it doesn't show up in that manner then you know what I will scratch that fatherhood itch another way I will foster kids I will adopt children I will whatever it doesn't matter I'm, I'm the older I get the more I'm letting go of what it needs to look like and yet I say this because coming back around full circle to what I was talking about Every other generation before this current generation, yes, the world is crazy right now, but can you imagine having children during the, the Great Depression, great, during the, the Great World Wars? Uh, maybe uh, just <laughs> having come across the Atlantic Ocean from Europe and you're posting up in this new world. Talk about uncertainty and like like when I was over in fucking... Ireland going through the 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 Guinness um you know what do you call it brewery tour dude the guy that started Guinness he and his wife had fucking 21 23 children something like that 
because they knew at that time, and that was what, like 200, 300 years ago? I forget exactly what. I didn't memorize all that. But uh, they just knew that given, you know, <laughs> the environment they're having children into, that they were going to lose a lot of their children. Those That a lot of those children they were having wouldn't make it to adulthood. And sure as shit, they lost like half of them. They only ended up having like 10 or 11 children that made it uh, into being adults. Can you imagine A, having that many children, right? And then B, going through the horror of losing your child and multiple children, right? So even in this political or craziness pandemic, global pandemic world that we live in, me personally comparing it to those years, I'm like 100%. Like I, I would I would not pass up on having children because times are tough right now because comparatively this is still the most abundant time of human history ever, right? And so I say all that because so much of the 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 joy I think of or the vision that I have for raising children is to raise children um, in the way that they have a leg up on what I've experienced. <laughs> I would like to have, uh, you know, give them uh, a springboard in which to bounce upon and, and be able to achieve greater heights of happiness and fulfillment and, you know, experiences in life and education and just the joys of all the beautiful joys of life right um but also to be an amazing father and to be paired with such an amazing queen as their mother and and to be able to show them what's possible uh in life right and to be that mentor and that guide and that sage that uh that i've enjoyed later on in life with my dad um, some of which I enjoyed with my mom until she passed away, for sure. Um, and so as, as my cousin and I are talking about these various things, we're talking about growth and development and progress and improvement. And he was saying how some of, the, some of those words kind of trigger him. And as we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I can totally see what you're talking about. It, because self-improvement, self-development, self-growth, right? All of those things, those kind of buzzwords, if you will, of the whole (laughs) industry of, you know, working on oneself, quote unquote, the work, also then presupposes that you aren't enough. Thus is why you must do the work to improve, to someday become enough, right? However, as we were talking about, that's one way of looking at it. (laughs) And for a long time, you know, in full transparency, that was my come from. I'm not enough. I wasn't enough to, you know, rectify a broken marriage. I wasn't enough to do this. I wasn't up to that. So a lot of the personal development was coming from a place of I'm not enough. Right. And there's also part of me that thought like, well, I also question that if I were to, and then a lot of the, the, you know, the, the coaching, the support that I've had, a lot of times they would say, you know what, Johnny, I think at some point you need to come to the realization that you are enough today, right in this moment. 
And although, yes, there's always things to improve upon, you are enough right here. And I was like, yes, but if I, if I were to do that, if I were to actually somehow, even though like theoretically I could say I could do it, but I didn't know if I could actually emotionally accept myself and love myself for being enough right here in this moment. Uh, I was like, but if I, let's say I could theoretically do that, I'm worried that that's going to rob my motivation and I'll be no longer driven to do the, the things that I aspire to do, right? I have this question now come at me from, from guys that I'm working with. <clears throat> and I think it's a really valid question. Because if we no longer, we wonder, like, if we, if we no longer whip ourselves, right, to motivate ourselves, and I say whip because it's like we're, it's like you're riding a horse, you know, you're racing a horse and you're whipping <laughs> the back of the horse to motivate it to move forward. If we're no longer whipping ourselves by, uh, you know, self-deprecating um, or self-loathing self-talk, right? How we were so judgmental and so hard on ourselves. Will we no longer have the motivation to, to drive forward? And the truth is, you will 100% <laughs> still have the, the drive because as I was talking to my cousin, I now feel like I do personal growth, personal development, <laughs> self-growth, because if I don't, I don't feel, um, I don't feel healthy. So I feel like the, the my truth is that the the journey of progress in all aspects of that word, whether we're talking about physical health, mental health, spiritual health, you know, <laughs> relational health, financial health, all those things. There's always another level that we can improve upon and through that journey of moving from one goal to the next to the next to the next it's not actually about achieving those things as it is becoming the man that is required of you to be able to hit that next level right so in an intimate relationship i am so driven towards wanting to continue to work and to pull off layers because the reality is that well I will never get to a point where I feel like, okay, I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm walking on water. I feel like there's not enough time in this human experience and we're always given challenges and uh, tribulations to, to, to overcome or to work through because that's the whole point of life, right? But it challenges us to become better, right? In the much the same way, I go to the gym not because I feel like I'm not enough, or that I'm not strong enough, or I'm not fit enough. I go because it feels amazing. I just I just enjoy being a, the man, <clears throat> not the man, but th a man, but in my, <laughs> the man that works out, the man that takes care of himself, the man that pushes himself, and, and even when there's days when I don't want to work out, I still go when I don't feel like it, but then I always feel proud of myself after the fact when I do, right? So personal growth in doing this type of work, listening to this type of podcast, I want to make sure that you are really thinking about coming from a place of, uh, this, is, this is the goal ultimately, to come from a place where you are enough, but you're doing this because it's a necessity towards continuing to feel 
happy and healthy and fulfilled and like you're moving the ball forward. I am happy when I'm working out. I'm happy when I'm making progress. I think it's one of our human needs is to feel like we are making progress, right? And yet, I don't feel like, and my my cousin brought this up, um, he said it's not like an antagonistic viewpoint or they're not like, um, you know, more even so, they're not like opposing forces, right? You can love yourself and be content with who you are today and your life today and still desire more. Does that make sense? But so many of us guys fall into the trap of, oh, once I become enough, once I achieve this, once I get that, once I have acquired all these things, then I will have arrived, right? And I was talking to another buddy over breakfast. Obviously, I, I, <laughs> I have a lot of conversations. I have a lot of buddies, which I'm blessed with. But over breakfast the other day, I was talking to my buddy Chris, and we were talking about that very thing. And I was talking about how so many men that I are, are in my circle are often talking about like, oh, you got to, you know, I'm proud of you kings and, you know, we're being a king and that's the way to be a king and way to step into your king. And now, of course, we all have different, you know, takes on, on what it means to become a king. And you're listening to a podcast that talks about becoming a king. I wrote a book called Becoming Kings. Like, I get that. But the way that I see it is you'll be able to <laughs> well I'll take this I'll take this uh, angle more on it. I see a man who's in his 60s, 70s, the man that I ultimately want to become when he has nothing left to prove to anyone. I write about this in my book, right? Uh having met Dr. Sc- Scott Corliss who I in my vision was a man, a king who had nothing left to prove. He literally everything that he was you know driving towards was coming from a place of true heartfelt desire to to help to improve to guide to 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 support right rather than coming from a place of like oh he's looking to to prove himself or looking to fill a deep void right the older i get the more it becomes very very clear about who those guys are who are acting from a place of of deep emotional um, wounding, you know, and woundedness who are really looking to prove themselves and prove the haters wrong versus those guys who don't give a fuck about proving anything to anyone other than to themselves. And it's not to prove to themselves that they are enough. It's just to prove to themselves that each and every single day, even when it gets tough, they go out and they slay the dragon and they slay the dragon by giving their gifts to the world. Okay, that to me is what a king truly is. He's a king who is in integrity. He is congruent with where his head and his heart is. And he's not out to prove to anything, or to anyone, I I should say, anything uh, that would support a belief that he's not enough. Okay? Now, there's plenty of times I'm still operating from my belief that I'm a disappointment, that I'm not enough. That's why I don't feel like I'm not a king at this point, 100%. Maybe 10, 20 years, 30 years from now, I may get there as I continue to do the work, right? But I really do the work now because I just, it's like flossing. It's like working out. It's like eating healthy, right? 
to not do the work would be ineffective for me personally. My life wouldn't be as effective as if when I'm doing the work, right? But you know how you've heard so many people say like, oh, it, it was as soon as I stopped looking for her, that's when she came into my life. That, or, or when I stopped looking for a job, that's when doors opened and things just flowed. I talked about this in my last podcast, right? I believe <laughs> men will become kings when they stop attempting to become a king. As long as you believe that you are working to become a king, there's a part of you that believes that you're not a king, right? And that's still coming from a place of insecurity, lack, right? It's only when you come from a place of knowing that all the answers that you need are already within you now. All of the abundance, everything that you desire is already within you now. That's when you start coming from this place of wholeness and integrity and healing (laughs) versus the inverse of coming from a place of woundedness and insecurity, right? Which a lot, a lot, a lot of people, both men and women come from. That's when we start stepping into our king or into our queen, right? It's when we almost take our eye off of that and when you're just committed to being the best version of yourself versus us doing it so that we can say, oh, yes, I'm a king, you know. I've been in those Tony Robbins circles, you know, when we're standing around and guys will stand up and, you know, they, they so much admire Tony Robbins, but then they'll try to, try to you know, saddle up next to him and, and think that they're kings as well. And it comes off as so fucking insecure. It's, it's unbelievable as if they're pulling, you know, the wool over our eyes. It's, it just becomes very, very clear versus the guy that, that isn't intimidated by anyone because he doesn't – there's no comparison. We all come from the same source. We all have unique gifts to give. And so that's what my cousin and I were talking about. It's like it's, it's, it's a, an interesting balance that comes with this whole concept of self-growth, personal development, you know, <laughs> human improvement, is that actually when you come to realize that you don't need any of it, but that you want it, you desire it because it it makes you uh, a healthier version of you. Not, again, because you are less than or you're not enough and you're working to fill a void. No, but because you are whole and full and firm, you are a rock, you take it on because you're like, you're a confident athlete who only wants to become a better athlete just because you love the journey of of progress. You're not satisfied with like, all right, I'm good. I made it here. I'm quote unquote a king. So now there's no more left to give, right? That's why I feel like to me, I I go into the gym. I'm not able to do certain things or I I should say like on the basketball court, I can't do certain things that I did 20 years ago. I'm not, (laughs) I've lost a step, but there's also a, a humility that comes with that. That's like, you know what? I don't, care if I lost a step. That's not the point, right? 
The point is that I'm continuing to evolve in my consciousness, in my emotions, in my ability to to handle what life throws at me. Because when someone says, hey, you know, I, I really don't, I would appreciate if you didn't bring up that topic because I'm really sensitive about that. That's asking everyone else to change who they are because they know that you said I'm not I'm not emotionally fit enough to cope with that topic right I want to be the type of man that no matter what life throws at me whether it be like I talked about a passing of a child a passing of a loved one loss of a job crumbling of a of a business opportunity um, a broken relationship uh a house burning down, like whatever the craziness that life throws at all of us, right? That I have the emotional fortitude to be able to take that shit on the chin and not be stoic from the standpoint that I don't emote or that I just suck it up and I don't say anything, but no, that I have the tools in which to process, grieve, to work through, to get the emotions out, to, to ask for support, and that I don't become a, a dimmed version of myself a lesser version of myself, a wounded version of myself, if anything, I become a stronger, more whole, more vulnerable, more transparent version of myself because I use that opportunity to improve. You know, just like going into the gym, I'm going to push myself into failure because it's only in that area does my muscle actually grow. Your muscles don't grow until you push yourself into that uncomfortable area where it burns, you want to put it down, and then you do three more sets, three more reps, right? So that that metaphor holds true for all areas of life. And so I want to just, you know, wrap up this this episode in the sense that, you know, it, it really is important that as you're doing your own work to evolve as a man, to become a better version of uh, <laughs> of a human being, of the of of maybe of the man that you you've been up to this point and that we are better versions of whole integrous uh healed masculine men than previous generations that we don't use that and we don't use that understanding to hold that uh with ego but that with true humility we're able to lead and to follow when needed and to support our loved ones from a place of knowing that we are enough. And out of that knowing that we are enough, it actually gets fucking exciting to think, okay, now that I know that I'm enough, what more could I actually give or create or support in this world? Because I think it's, again, the, the as Tony Robbins would say, the, the true secret to living is actually in the giving. Right, and yet so many of us, when we're coming from a place of fear and and you know lack and scarcity, we're looking to get because we're looking to get things that we believe will help us be able to pack in <laughs> the hole in our hearts, the void, right? And then once we filled the void, then we'll be fulfilled and happy, right? And I'm telling you that that hole or that void is a lie. We've somehow believed this lie that we're not enough, that we're not pretty enough, that we're not 
handsome enough, that we're not smart enough or educated enough, that we're not creative enough, tall enough, uh, a good enough father or mother, right? We're not old enough. We're not young enough. We're not <laughs> whatever enough. And because we were, we're not enough, then w- we haven't earned the, the right to be fully loved. And that's all a lie. And so I want you to really consider, as I'm wrapping up this episode, to think about maybe doing this work from a place of like, you know what? I am enough. And because I'm enough, then I get to let my light shine, if you will, in the full breadth of, of shining, right? Versus how many of us are really holding back and dimming our light or minimizing our gifts because we feel insecure or we're afraid that people will judge us or, you know, pe- people will think that we're, we're showing off, you know, versus us expressing abundance in our lives because it's our freaking, you know, divine got, like gift. It's our divine right. We all have it. And I feel like that's what resonates for me in this whole kind of thought process, let's say movement in terms of like becoming kings. It's, it's, I I use the word becoming because you don't have to work towards something for years. You don't have to acquire a certain amount of riches or numbers in the bank. Becoming a king, becoming your best version of yourself can be done in this moment and subsequent moments for the rest of your life. You can be the man that you ultimately want to be. And if you are committed to always being in integrity, being your best version of yourself that you have the tools and the capability of being in this moment, then you sure should know that looking back five years from now, maybe this current version of yourself will be laughable, but you have to also have humility and respect because the person that we, each of us are in this moment is what we have the capacity to be, right? So we're always progressing, but we also have to have the, the appreciation and the humility and the grace to love ourselves right where we are today. And from that place in, that we are happy and congruent and our commitment to also being curious and in love with the version of who we get to be tomorrow is what motivates us to, to continue the work. You know what I mean? And that's what I see is like <laughs> people who are fit and healthy physically and go to the gym and do it for a lifetime is because they love that version of themselves. They love challenging themselves. They do it because it's a fucking lifestyle, right? The people who struggle with consistency is because they actually come from lack. They come from a place of, oh, I need to do this to then be enough. A lot of those people that are healthy and fit, they, are, they know they're enough, and they just enjoy the process of pushing themselves, uh, being in great shape. But listen, we're all on a, a one-way train, <laughs> towards, you know, humanly speaking, ending ending up six feet under, right? But there's, again, a certain grace and joy that happens in the process of 
surrendering and and uh, letting go <laughs> of ourselves and of certain beliefs as we get older, even though we're not able to do the things we were able to do when we were younger. We're not able to maybe push ourselves as hard as we once we could in the gym. But we are in the gym. I'm going to be in the gym 10 years from now and 30 years from now because I love the feeling of pushing myself and and staying fit and healthy. It's just more of a life principle, right? It's not driven by, oh, I want six-pack abs or I want to be built this way and that way or that I'm not enough and then I'll be more attractive. And once I'm more attractive, then I'll be able to acquire, you know, to attract this. That, that's not for me personally what it's all about. <clears throat> and I think as if, if it is, if it were about that, this habit would have not lasted, you know, <laughs> it would have ended a long time ago, right? And so you need to be careful that in using that same analogy, that personal development isn't driven by a deep wounding of that you're not enough. And if you can just heal yourself, then you will be able to have the things that you want. You have to really work from a place actually of wholeness and a, and a love and a curiosity and an excitement for what then is possible because we're coming from a place of wholeness versus coming from a place of uh, a lack of wholeness, right? A void, a wounding that we're not enough. And then once we are enough, then we'll be able to have the things that we want. Does that make sense? So <clears throat> again, a little bit longer of a podcast episode, but on this holiday weekend, uh, I hope you just consider so much again of what you have to be grateful for. And so much of the beauty and uh, the genius that you have that, that's already bestowed upon you, and you may not even know it. You may not even realize it. And so it's good to be around people who build you up, <clears throat> not people who tear you down, obviously. Um, that goes without saying. Good to be around people who, who see the true you. And if you don't have that, then get in proximity. You may not have that because you just haven't thought about it, and, and, but it takes intentionality. You gotta, you gotta set yourself out there. I know for years, I put on my, <clears throat> my yearly goals that I wanted to ad- attract two really, really deep, new, meaningful friendships, and I would attract those two, if not more. And I'm like, damn, it just got, it just got better and better and better, and it just kind of snowballed, right? And I met amazing people through those people, and then I have this, this amazing tribe around me of people that I can connect with deeply who are doing the work from a place of wholeness versus all these people who, you know, are really driven to make money so they can buy the cars or the three-piece suits so they can take photos on Instagram and be (coughs) seen living this amazing life when deep down inside they're, you know, deeply afraid and insecure and alone and scared, right? So that's what it's really all about. You've got to work towards wholeness because after you, get, after you really get to believing in your heart of hearts that you are enough right now today, and yes, there'll be a better version of you tomorrow and a better version after that day, but those days will come. But in this moment, you are enough. And from that place, you can create so many great things and you can just radiate the, the love that people need in this world. Versus all of us coming from this place of comparison and that we're not a good enough and that we're all hurting, right? 
and then we all kind of tear each other down. So I digress. I hope you found this of value. I really appreciate you, as always, joining me on the Becoming Kings podcast. And if you have any other topics you want me to hit or any questions, I've got like a, like a bunch of what I even talked about today are from comments that guys have kind of uh, mentioned in my Instagram, you know, DMs or other social medias or, you know, emails that, that they sent me. So, like I said, bring it on. If you have questions, that's what I'm here for. I love the, the, the conversations because those questions challenge me to think about things more deeply because I certainly don't have all the answers. Hell no. But I love the, the journey of just being curious and, and digging into things maybe that I've never thought of or having different perspectives I haven't thought of. And I think that's that's where the real richness and the ah oh, the the juice is, the spice <laughs> of life is. So anyways, again, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend or whatever day it is that you're listening to this episode and uh, we'll catch up with you on the next one. All right. Take care. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, Hey, it would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, Follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.